Hey everyone, welcome to the next episode of The Body Mechanic. Uh, it's been a while between episodes, um, inspired just to, uh, to turn the corner a little bit into what I do and how I do it, uh, and I'm, I'm going to slightly niche uh, this podcast into like strength and conditioning uh, for the sport of basketball. Uh, I think I've mentioned a couple times that I've been involved with uh, basketball for quite a few years of my life, uh, over 20 years, and I uh, just wanted to share uh, through my PT experience, through my rehab experience, through my, my remedial massage uh, experience and, and dealing with clients and helping them with things like plyometrics, agility and, and overall fitness for a particular sport like basketball and how that can really help your game and how that can really help and enhance your life. And it can be pick up basketball on the street. It could be, you know, competition basketball. It could be just something that we want to do recreationally. It doesn't need to be like this hard, hardcore, you know, you want to make it to the top. And um, so, yeah, I mean, a little bit about my basketball experience officially, because uh, I don't know how much, I can't remember how much I've actually explained in the previous episodes. Uh, I started playing basketball when I was six years old, started playing for my primary school. I played for the various clubs uh, throughout uh, EJBA, so Eastern Districts uh, Junior Basketball Association. I've played um, VJBL, I've played Big V. Uh, throughout, my, throughout my career, I've uh, played at the... Uh, U.S. basketball tours as well, which has been quite the experience. Probably the highlight of my career is going on a U.S. basketball tour from a team from um, like Blackburn Vikings from from Melbourne and traveling all around America for a month, which was you know the the pinnacle, the ultimate of my career. I came back to Big B. Uh, throughout my basketball career, I did a whole heap of injuries in my time, whether they were basketball related or not. You know, I was throwing my body around quite a bit, and I didn't really you know, know a lot about rehab, know a lot about strength and conditioning, you know, as a kid growing up, you know, there wasn't really much back there that I had access to. And obviously going through, you know, my last uh, 10, 10 years in, in the PT and fitness industry, rehab industry, you know, the, the massage and, and, you know, revitalizing players back to full health to help them or to make them stronger so they don't get injured. You know, I learned a whole lot through there. And this is what I'm going to share with you in, in this this podcast and the coming podcast as well. And uh, stay tuned for uh, for more videos to go up on the School of Autonomy uh, YouTube channel that I have as well. So today uh, I'm going to talk to you just about warming up and cooling down, something really easy, something really basic, a little bit of a shorter um shorter podcast unless I get into one of my little tangents about about rehab and things like that but uh really basically you know a warm-up you know at the start at the start of a a basketball game or basketball training you know it it, it, all science says you know in 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 right mind you should be doing a dynamic warm-up so any players or any coaches listening or any parents listening you know we need to give our kids or or players you need to give yourselves a dynamic warm-up but dynamic is actually moving so you would see a lot of a lot lot of a lot of players um sit like they do their warm-up they do their runs and they sit down they stretch that's a static stretch you're holding a stretch for x amount of time a dynamic stretch is something that's moving so it's something like doing high knees doing kick uh butt kicks uh, doing doing high skip jumps, you know, doing things that move, something that absorbs a shock, something that will actually get your body going. Uh, to, to start and then stop again, it doesn't make sense. It's like you got to imagine that your muscles, this is what you're warming up. You're warming up your muscles. If your muscles are like chewing gum, you pull a new, a new chewing gum out of the wrapper, right? It's like you rocking up to a basketball stadium. Your, your muscles are like chewing gum. 
If you try to break the chewing gum, bang, snap, it's going to break very easily. The same thing, if you just go straight, bang, into a sprint on a basketball court and you haven't warmed up, you're more susceptible to injury. You're more susceptible to straining something, right? And it's not the correct way to warm up. So you can prevent injuries from happening. You know, this this warm-up stuff is so you can reduce the amount of injuries that you could potentially get on a basketball court. Because basketball, at the end of the day, it is a contact sport. You do make a lot of contact, especially if you're a big player, especially if it's a rougher game. If it's a more physical game, you need to know how to hold your ground. And warming up is one of those things that are going to get you primed and ready for that. So when when you are warming up, dynamic stretches, move. It has to be a move. It has to be a rebound. It has to be something that, so like jogging, up and back, high knees, up and back, heel flicks, up and back, grapevine, or, you know, stepping up and back, doing ladder drills, which, again, that, that goes into agility. That That's an agility drill. Then it can change into plyometrics and doing step-ups and doing things like that. They are warm-up drills, and they are also strengthening drills. And we'll get into strength drills for basketball for jumping later on in another episode, this episode, warm-up. So warming up dynamically. Right, so you're warm, so you're ready to go. You might that means that you might not get a rest. You might not be able to sit down between your warm up and the next drill and the rest of the training. Well, then that's basketball. That's how it is done. Cooling down. When you're cooling down, yeah, you go for a couple of laps of walking or light jog. Light jog and walking probably preferable. So when you do this kind of cool down, what happens is you're telling your body, hey, I'm cooling down now. You can chill out. You can relax. Then you can go and do your static stretches. And when you do your static stretches, it's telling your body, you're sending messages to your body, everything that you do physically, you're telling messages to your brain, to your body, to your muscles, to everything, right? Your nervous system, you're saying, hey, we're slowing down now. We're not doing a lot of things now. You've done your work for today. Great job. I love you. Like, that's it. Done. The body knows, right? So when you you need to understand that, it's very different. Now, there's a, another thing that you can do, and uh, I've seen a lot of players, especially a lot of junior players, have this in their bags, and it's a roller. It is a myofascial roller. So there is this thing that goes all around the muscles and all around the organs in the body, and it's this clear stuff. It looks like um, the chicken skin. So if you could buy a chicken breast with the skin on it, you peel the skin off, that's what fascia is, right? It's the stuff that wraps around the muscles, and it is, it is the protection layer around your muscles, right? That stuff gets tight as well. It's a type of cartilage, right? It's 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 a protective layer around your muscles, around everything, your organs. So if you do get hit, you know, that's probably the stuff that's gonna tighten up. That's probably the stuff that's gonna, you know, have have more scar tissue as you say, right? The scar tissue, extra cartilage, right? It's trying to stabilize yourself, right? That's what the body's trying to do. Now, rolling is essentially for myofascia release. It's for fascia release. To re- that When you feel that relief and after you've rolled and after you've done that to your muscles, that is for your fascia. Now, when you are stretching, that is for your muscles. And I think a lot of people get really confused and think that, think that rolling is for... Uh, rolling is for fascia and muscles but it's not it is quite the contrary it is only for the fascia myofascial rolling is only for the fascia for the stuff that holds your bones and muscles so for your muscles and your organs together 
right? It is that sheet layer type of protective layer that can get tight. Stretching is for the muscles. There's two separate things here. So stretching is the bare minimum that you need to do at the end of training, right? And I'm not an advocate for having a roll before training at the warm-up stage. For, for me, in my opinion, my fascial rolling is only for the end of training. That is it. End of training. You're telling your muscles, you're telling your fascia, hey, you know what, I'm chilling out now, I'm rolling. It releases the strength of your joints. So my logic is, well, why would you be loosening up joints to then after that loose, loosen them up enough to potentially cause injury? So that's why to my clients and for people that have come through and even the players that I've coached and everything, I say, if you're going to roll, roll at the end, unless you've been told otherwise by, by someone else from a particular injury and they've been told by someone and they've got that belief. That's, that's again, a different thing. So stretching and rolling together is one of the best cool downs you can do. Jogging, walking, then you do your stretch, then you do your rolling. That's warm up and cool down easy simple it takes a bit of time might take five ten minutes do it you will prevent injury you will be less susceptible to hurting yourself you'll be more able to do things that you wouldn't normally do on the basketball court you'll be more able to reach you'll be more more flexible on the court you'll be able to reach out you'll be able to lunge you'll be able to jump higher right if you do all these things correctly and it's all the slow, tedious stuff that doesn't have to do with a basketball, doesn't have to do with a sport, essentially, but it's all those little 1% things that will get you to your top of the game. Right? It will get you to your top game and you'll be much better off for it. And especially later on, same thing. If you don't treat an injury, later on in life, you're going to cop it. So if you've got an injury now, knee, ankle, you sprained your ankle, hurt your knee, hurt your elbow, your shoulder, and you don't look after it, and you don't get told, and you get told by physios and 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 other sports doctors and things like that to do the rehab, and you don't do the rehab. Watch out in five to ten years' time, even later on, that that's the part of your body that's going to play out more because you haven't looked after it more. And it is always the weakest part of your body, right? The weakest muscle in your body, right? The one that's been injured countless amount of times, or say the organ that's been sick countless amount of times in your life that will always get hit first in immunity-wise, right? The body will always target the weakest point. It will never really attack anything that's strong. It doesn't make sense to. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode about warming up and cooling down, a little bit of um, myth-busting about when to roll and when to not roll. So warm-up is dynamic stretches and running and, and, and getting straight into training. Cooling down is a jogging and then a walk, and then a stretch, and then myofascial release rolling if you need to or if you would like to is also just such a good thing to do either way. All right, I'll see you in the next episode. Have a good one. If you've got any questions, please let me know. You could always contact me. I'll see you soon.